John 1, verses 35 to 51 says this. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come, and you will see. And so they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. For it was about the tenth hour. One of the two heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, So you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Kepha, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the chance to look at your word this morning. And God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be here among us as we uh, proclaim this over ourselves and over the city. God, that we'd be encouraged and strengthened in who you are and the simple call that you make on our lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So following, uh, following is a big word in our social media culture, of course, token social media uh, illustration here for you. Um, There's a lot of things you can follow, truthfully. You can follow all kinds of stuff. I follow sports. A lot of you follow news. A lot of you follow celebrities. There's a ton that you can follow in our culture today. And, you know, most of us probably have like a cursory knowledge of a lot of those things, but you can go really deep into all of those things, right? Like, you might not know this, but just this week, Oklahoma State listed one of their quarterbacks as a starting quarterback for the coming year, uh, Mr. What's his name? What's his name? I even forgot his name. Ah, QB1. QB1. No, not Mason Rudolph. <laughs> that was last year. I um, uh, forgot this guy's name. Anyway, some guy, they've already announced him, right? And so you can know that. And some of you might know that, that information. Some of the backups that are coming up are this guy named Sanders and this guy named Woody. And so you could have like a depth of knowledge about Oklahoma State football, which I, you know, even though I know a lot, probably more than most of you except for Luke, um, you know, I could go even further than that into great depths. <clears throat> There's a lot to follow. That's true of every news story that comes across the line, every celebrity that comes into the frame of things. There's a lot to follow. 
There's a lot of information that is now available to us in the type of culture that we live in. We can just be inundated by it. What I want to share with you today is that the gospel is not about information. There's a lot of information about the gospel and about the word of God that you can plumb the depths of. But ultimately, it's not about a gaining of information. It's about a transformation of your life through faith. It's a transformation of your days, of your weeks, of your months, of your years. It's a transformation of your life. And one thing that I love about the gospel is that the amount of knowledge you have about it doesn't remove the faith that you need from the equation. I was impressed when I was in seminary and was in some, you know, studies of the Greek language and, and studying these, uh, you know, these, these books in their detail in their original language. And I would come across commentaries that are also giving their, you know, significant amount of their work to studying the text and understanding the, the text uh, from men who would study the Bible to its depths and didn't believe in Jesus. It wasn't about a lack of information for them. They, they had uh, a depth of information about the original language that a lot of us don't have. And yet they still decided that Jesus isn't the Son of God. That they didn't want to submit to Jesus. There are many others that give their lives in the same way to that same depth of knowledge and understanding the original text and they have chosen by faith to place their trust in Jesus. It's not about the more information you have about the subject. It's a matter of whether you believe what Jesus said is true or whether you believe it isn't true. So whether you're a professor studying at the depth of the language or an individual just reading it in your own language that was translated to you by faithful people over the years, the call is the same. Do you believe that God sent his son to die for you to cover your sins? Do you believe that there's no way for you to perfect your life on your own, but that God had to do it for you. It's as simple as that. You don't have to go to the depths of the original languages to understand that truth and to respond to it. Whether you're well informed about Jesus or just getting to know him, coming to him by faith is required at every level. It's simply about following him. There's two things that we see in this passage, and that's, that's this, that people are coming to follow Jesus in, in two ways. First, by word of mouth, and second, by, by the word of a life. Most of the text testifies to this first portion of, of hearing of the gospel by the word of mouth. John, in his purpose in writing this book, is, is actually uh, sharing the, the gospel with us, Right? And he simply says this, he gives us the purpose for writing the book in chapter 20. At the very end, he says, this is the purpose of writing this gospel. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. John's purpose in putting these words together is to persuade you that Jesus is the Christ. And what he did is unlike anybody else. So John shares his gospel and, it, and he wants to demonstrate something to us about the initial steps of faith that we have when we come to Jesus. They're actually very, very simple. And they, they're seen here in a few different pictures. First, John the Baptist. 
verses 35 to 39. Again, it says this, The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus, and as, as Jesus walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come, and you will see. And so they came and saw where he was staying and stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. How this, this, these two that saw Jesus go by while they're standing with John the Baptist are Andrew and John. John, likely the writer of this gospel. They didn't see Jesus do some miracle. They didn't see him do anything amazing. He didn't tell them any information, actually. John the Baptist simply testified, this is the Lamb of God. And Andrew and John got up and followed Jesus. They said, where are you staying? And they went and stayed with him. We see here again John emphasizing this name of God that is given to Jesus, the Lamb of God. On one sense, we understood this as uh, maybe Jesus was going to come and have some struggle again. And uh, their expectation is that Jesus is going to come, the Messiah that is, is going to come and overthrow the Roman power that is there and so as they see the Lamb of God, their picture of him is likely, this is the man who's going to lead us against the Roman Empire. But really we know he's a sacrificial lamb, not just in a struggle of some kind, but in death. Giving himself to the shedding of his own blood. The sacrificial lamb of God. The next picture we see of this word of mouth being shared is Andrew. After Andrew has come and spent a day or who knows how much longer with Jesus, he goes and tells someone else. Verse 40. Now one of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And Andrew first found his own brother Simon, same Simon Peter, just sort of repeating it a number of times so you know. It's not like a bunch of Simon Peter's, just one. Um, he first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, so you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Kepha, which means Peter. Andrew, after spending, just spending some time with Jesus, goes out and tells his brother, hey brother, we have found the Messiah. We have found the Christ. Again, this name is significant for them. There is an anointed one, a Messiah that they were longing for and waiting for as a Jewish people. And so when someone comes to you and says, we found him, it's kind of a big deal to say that. Simon comes immediately and, and sees. And what happens in that moment is that Jesus changes his name says, you will be called Kepha, which means Peter. Later we hear that translated as the rock or as a rock. Jesus just simply sees Peter coming and he knows what's inside of him. He says, 
you are Kepha. He hadn't spent any time with them yet at all. He demonstrates his knowledge of what is inside a man and says, Kepha, you will be called Kepha. Verses 43 to 44, this is a little bit confusing, but our English uh, translations of this say, the next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Um, it, it's likely, very possible, that this ought to be read differently, that it ought to be read like this. The next day he, meaning Andrew, decided to go to Galilee and Andrew found Philip and said to him, follow me to Jesus. So this continued emphasis on not Jesus going out to call people to him, but actually Andrew is the one going to call another person to Jesus. We see this in a couple of reasons. Uh, Jesus' name is at sort of the end of the sentence, and we presumed that it was him. Uh, but also we see that earlier on, it says that Andrew first goes to Peter, meaning he might also go to someone else. So anyway, it, it, it very well may be that Andrew is the one that goes out and, and tells Philip to come to Jesus. Another person going out and telling on behalf of Christ, come see this man. Either way, you get the gist. People are verbally sharing and calling people to come and see Jesus. In 45 to 51, after, after Philip has come and seen Jesus, he then goes. Starting in 45. Philip then found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? But Philip said to him, Come and see. Philip goes and finds Nathanael, his friend, and calls him to Jesus. And instead of calling him the Messiah or the Christ, he says, this is the one whom the law and the prophets have spoken, Jesus of Nazareth. So again, we see him called the Lamb of God. We see him called uh, the Messiah. We see him called the, the, um, the one who has fulfilled Moses and fulfilled the prophets. As these people go out and call, they say, we have found him. We have found the Messiah. Come, come and see. Nathaniel, as he states this, he says, uh, Nathaniel, as he hears this, he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? We don't know exactly what the conflict was with Nazareth itself, but for some reason, those of Galilee looked down upon those of Nazareth. He says, can anything good come from there? Philip, sort of in an acknowledging way that, yeah, maybe I, I get what you're saying about Nazareth, just simply says, I get it, come and see. <laughs> he doesn't rebut him, he doesn't rebuke him, he just says, you're going to have to come and see. And so sure enough, uh, Nathaniel comes. And as he's approaching, Jesus says this to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. 
And at that simple statement, Nathanael says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. What was significant about that? Most likely, Nathanael is sitting there thinking, praying under the fig tree. And only his thoughts are known. And so when Jesus says, I saw you under the fig tree, he's saying, I understand what you were thinking. I understand what you were saying, what you were praying when you were under the fig tree. I knew that you were under the fig tree. At that moment, Nathaniel knows this man is the Son of God. This is the Messiah. This is the king of Israel. And Jesus answers him, Because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree. Do you believe you will see greater things than these? Truly I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. In every situation, we see a person that has come and simply spent some time with Jesus and realized, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know where he's headed exactly you've got to come and see. You've got to come and follow this man. See, the gospel is, I mean, it is a piece of information. And it is shared from person to person to person. But it's more than information. It's a call. It's a call to come and spend time with the Son of God. A call to come and, and sit at the King of Israel's feet. A call to come and find that, that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the one that has saved us. It may spread through word of mouth, but it is felt in the word of life. Jesus invites each of these disciples, increasingly so throughout the Gospels, not to just repeat what he has said, but to live it out. And even before they have a full understanding of it, he's actively letting them in to participate in this. He invites us into his life. <clears throat> before his death and resurrection and, and full understanding of what he came to accomplish, he asks them to go out two by two and heal people and pray for them, minister before him even before he has accomplished all that he came to accomplish. He invites them to come and be part of this life. When the crowd of thousands is hungry and without food, does he immediately perform a miracle? No, he actually turns to his disciples and says, hey, you guys, go ahead and feed them. <laughs> I love that little note there. And he turns to them and says, hey, why don't you guys get them some food? Are you kidding me? There's 5,000 men and their kids and their wives. So where are we going to do that? Let me show you. Takes food, breaks it, and passes it out to the whole crowd. He invites them to see beyond uh, what is seen and know that anything is possible there with the Lord. He calls Peter to come and walk upon water as he's walking in a raging sea. 
And after his resurrection, he invites them to lead and spread the good news around the world. I mean, this is God. If you step back and think about it, he could have done anything to share this message all over. But he wants us to participate. He wants us to understand it, for it to go deep in our heart, not just the transfer of information, but a transformation of our lives. So let's go with these simple things. What we see in this passage is people sharing Jesus. John wants us to know that this thing was spread by, by people seeing something in Jesus' life that had to be shared with others. And each of us is, is capable in some way of sharing that with someone else. In, in very different ways, actually. In one-on-one conversations, in, in preaching in front of a crowd, in preparing a, a, an an exegetical look at a book of the Bible. There are many, many ways that God has ordained that we share this good news with one another and with those who don't know Jesus, to call them to come and see. Go with this also, that Jesus knows us. He knew what was in Peter. He knew Nathaniel's experience. He knows us. And he doesn't force himself upon us. Rather than speaking in some bright light to us, most often he speaks in a whisper. Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. Simon, you're Kepha. Those are just words to us, but to each one of them, it's something resonating in their soul so much that they recognize this is the Son of God. He doesn't force himself upon us, but rather he speaks to us in a whisper. And finally, again, there's a lot to follow today. So much. We can get inundated, and I'm susceptible to getting inundated by the noise that's around us and to, and to forget, and to lose sight of just sitting with Jesus and abiding with him. I may have the information, but continually and daily, I need to have the faith to trust in what Jesus is doing in my life. It's so much more than just another piece of information. It's a call to faith in what God is doing in the world through Jesus. Come and see. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the chance to come and look at your word and to understand it and be challenged by it. And um, God, when it makes us uncomfortable, you set it before our hearts and you transform us. You speak to us in a whisper so that we know who you are. 
As God, we ask that you would continue speaking. Speak to our hearts. Challenge us. Call us to you. Lord, I pray we would be obedient to follow, to come and see just who you really are. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen.